Welcome to the Perpetually Sore Podcast, your source for martial arts and combat sports news, reviews, interviews, and supplementary training guidance covering topics for both on and off the mats. Now here's your host, Sean Moschino. Hi everyone, and welcome to the Perpetually Sore Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Machino. Welcome to 2022. If you listen to this on release day, it is January 1st. This is the start of a period when many people decide that since it's a new year, it should be a new you. In this episode, we will be talking about New Year's resolutions. I was in the car the other day with my daughter, and she brought up the topic, commenting, how is it a new you? On January 1st, you are the same you. It's just the next day. To her credit, she is right. Just because the date changed on the calendar doesn't make you a new person. So, with that in mind, today we will dive into the discussions of should you do martial arts training as part of a New Year's resolution to get healthier versus other things you could do. And if you decide to do martial arts, how can you set yourself up for success to stay with it? Let's start by looking at why you may want to choose martial arts over running, going to a traditional gym and lifting weights, or using an exercise bike. First of all, many benefits come from martial arts that are rare to find from other sources, even those that promote fitness and health. Martial arts are physical and will help with weight loss and fat loss. And that's why many people tie it to a New Year's resolution. You will get stronger. You will lose weight. Your cardiovascular health will improve. So all of those types of things you generally associate with traditional strength and conditioning training will be there. If your motivation to start a new fitness routine is based on the year change, great. But I suggest you need to make sure it goes a bit deeper than that. This is where martial arts can be additive to traditional fitness and gym training. Beyond just the physical benefits of martial arts, you will gain technical self-defense skills that may one day save your life or help you protect a loved one. There are also numerous mental health benefits that you don't always get with other types of training. These include self-esteem boosts, increases in confidence, more patience and humility, getting better at handling defeat and challenges, improved problem solving, reduced stress, and developing and maintaining new social relationships. These are just some of the added benefits of training in a combat sport. Digging into the social and community aspect, I have yet to have been in a martial arts academy or combat sports gym where you don't immediately start bonding with the other people there. You will quickly start getting to know your instructors and training partners. You become a community and in some cases, a family. Before and after classes are often very social, and the longer you stay with the same academy and team, the closer you will grow and support each other both on and off the mats. For me, I can't only do the traditional gym thing. It isn't mentally or socially stimulating enough to be my primary form of fitness. A typical traditional gym visit is usually limited to using equipment or lifting weights, performing repetitive motions, and primarily doing these alone. Even with a dedicated trainer or going with friends still does not mirror the social or team building you get from a typical martial arts class. Most gym activities also don't stimulate the mind. You are not generally acquiring new, beneficial life skills. Once you are comfortable with the equipment and activities, most people listen to music, an audiobook, or watch a screen while they grind out the exercise time. Sure, you are burning calories and building muscle, but it is very monotonous. And unless you have very deep convictions on being there, the motivation quickly fades. For example, if you hop on a Stairmaster at a gym, other than the physical exercise, 
What is the motivation? Are you training to become the fastest up the stairs at your workplace? Maybe, but that doesn't work for me. Even if you have a tough day in a martial arts class, you'll leave knowing you are getting more equipped to handle potentially dangerous situations where your life may be at stake. Certainly, having the strength to deal with certain situations can be life-saving, and you will get that at a gym. Still, you will also get that from martial arts in addition to improving your situational awareness, ability to react, and ability to defend yourself and others. As I noted earlier, martial arts academies are generally quite more social. You may join a competition team, and even if you don't, you will partner up during classes. They will be helping you, and you will be helping them. The social and mental benefits of this are much more than you will find sticking to exercise machines and lifting weights. With that being said, I certainly know of quite a few gyms that are tight-knit communities where group classes and workout sessions are designed to include social, and supportive elements. However, these are usually smaller local gyms. Most people who go into big-name franchise gyms won't often get an interpersonal, social experience. Those gyms also rely on New Year's resolutions to get people to sign up and not show up. Their goal is profit, not to encourage and support people to be better. While they will brand themselves as being in the self-improvement and health business, the business side of things is much more apparent. Generally, they have year-long commitments required to be paid in full in advance, or many will auto-deduct monthly payments until they hear from you. If you decide to cancel, it is almost always a hassle, with the person at the desk trying to shame or guilt you into returning. I haven't had that type of experience at any martial arts academy, although surely many prioritize profit over benefiting their students. But those are shady businesses and not the type of establishment you should go to. I will defer that discussion to a future episode where we can discuss how to differentiate the good martial arts academies from the bad. Most academies only want people there who want to be there. When you take a class, you will usually have a training partner. If you lack the desire to be there and improve, you aren't just letting yourself down, but you're also not helping your training partner. If too many students have that mentally, it can bring the mood and effectiveness of the entire class down. In traditional gyms, if you don't show up or show up with a bad attitude, you suffer. For martial arts, everyone in the room with you will suffer. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't go to gyms. I'm just saying that if you want to improve yourself as much as you can, the balance of martial arts and gym time is much better than just martial arts. I suggest to most people starting to try to get in at least three martial arts classes in a week, and if time allows, supplement that with strength, conditioning, and yoga throughout the rest of the week. The combination of martial arts and supplementary training will fast-track your performance. If time is an issue, then I would stick to just the martial classes, as the time spent there will provide more benefits than traditional gym exercises. Moving on, let's look at how you can set yourself up for success. If you've been in martial arts for a while, especially if you're a school owner, you have probably seen an influx of students in the first couple of weeks of January. Many of those people will be gone by the end of January, and most will exit in February or March. If I had to estimate it, I would say in my experience, about 80% of people who start in January as part of a New Year's resolution are gone within three months. So how can you be one of the 20% who stays? A few people will immediately fall in love with the sport. And those are the ones who most likely will be in it for the long haul. I hope this happens for you. But often it takes until you start to see significant progress before most people get that feeling. If you are in the majority of those who will find it challenging and will struggle at first, the key to keeping your commitment is discipline which is very different than motivation. Motivation will get you through the door, and it plays a part in your continued participation, but motivation is often short-term. It is a feeling that you have, and unfortunately, 
one that doesn't tend to last too long, especially if you face adversity or challenges in seeing the results or growth you desire. Most people, when they rely on motivation to take on something new, don't stick with it. They wake up and they're just not feeling it, so they don't go. The next time they aren't in the mood, it is easier to skip class again. Eventually, they stop going. A habit of not going replaces the motivation to go. This is usually because motivation is fueled by getting a positive mental rush from trying something new or the feeling of accomplishing something. Those are all great things, but after the newness of starting a new endeavor wears off, the motivation fades. Motivation can work for some people longer than others, but most of the time, People who are motivated to go to the gym just because the year changes don't stick around too long unless they have other reasons to stay. If you are getting ready to hit the gym or start martial arts training to get in shape or learn a new skill for the new year, that's great. But please try to find a way to justify it to yourself to beyond it just being a new year. That might be a great way to get you through the door. But generally, it won't be a good enough reason to keep coming back. So if motivation isn't enough, is there something that is? Yes, and that is discipline. Discipline is the ability to dig deep into our minds and say, I don't want to go, but I'm still going to go because I know it's the right thing to do, and I'm not going to let myself fail. Discipline is why you will get up and go when everything else wants you to quit. It changes your short-term goal or the fact that you made a New Year's resolution into something much more. It becomes a commitment to yourself that you are unwilling to let go of. It also takes away the need to always succeed in your efforts, because if you go and you do well, great. And if you go and you do terrible, it doesn't matter, as going is the goal. Making the commitment and sticking to it is the point. You have to honestly look at yourself to say, I need to take this thing that maybe started off as a New Year's resolution, and I need to turn this into something that I'm disciplined about and not let myself fail. Performing poor is better than failing at your discipline. As failure is addictive, just as success is addictive. Getting off the couch to train when things are only going good is not discipline. Going whether things are going well or they are challenging, that's discipline. When it comes to martial arts, you have to expect challenges. Unfortunately, things aren't always going to come easy or go the way you expect. For instance, you'll get injuries. You can check out our last episode, number four, if you want to have some tips about managing injuries. You are also going to have difficulties at first and will be losing in sparring for quite a while. If you pick up a jujitsu class, you're going to be a white belt and you're going to be rolling with people who have been doing it much longer. You're not going to tap them. That's just how it works. Some people might pick it up easier than others, and once you get two or three months into it, you may get paired up with a new person. And maybe you'll get wins now and then, but you're going to have years and years with more failures and losses than wins. It isn't about winning. It is about sticking to it, and sticking to it is where discipline comes into play. Another way to make sure you stick with your plan to get better and improve yourself is to become socially accountable. What I mean by this is if you're on Instagram or Facebook, make sure you tell everybody that you're doing this and that you're in for the long haul. A few pictures of you in a gym or your fight gear is not enough. Unless you're committing to a goal in a public venue where your friends will hold you accountable for it, it won't be as meaningful. So go ahead and put it out there on your Instagram page, your Facebook page, whatever type of social media platform you use and say, I'm committing to improve myself. I'm learning a new skill. I'm going to be doing this martial art. Follow along with me. Help me make sure I succeed. If you commit to yourself that you'll check in once every week or two with an update, they can hold you to it. This has been a huge help for many people because if they keep it to themselves and they're sitting at home, 
and they start losing the motivation to go into the gym. They don't have that voice in the back of their head reminding them there's going to be some visibility that they are failing on their promise to themselves. Another form of social accountability is to sign up for a competition, fundraiser, or similar event related to your training and look to get support from your training partners, friends, and family. For fundraising, this is especially powerful as you will be held accountable by those who are supporting you. You won't want to let them or those at the event down. A final tip on how to help stick to your resolutions and goals is to establish structure and build habits for your training. Don't wing it and expect to find time to squeeze it in. Instead, commit to a class or activity that has a consistent schedule. Put it in your calendar with reminders and stick to it. Regularly attending class once a week is much more sustainable long-term than trying to do a couple of classes when you can and missing one or both because of other things that come up. If you, your family, and your friends know you have a recurring, regular commitment, they can support you by keeping that time free for you. While these are a few tricks that can help you stay with your goals, I don't suggest you ever participate in something you're not getting something out of. If you are giving it a solid chance and aren't getting the benefits, it may be time to discuss this with your instructors and peers. You may also find that a physical contact sport leads to injuries or negatively impacts other areas in your life, such as becoming over-enthusiastic and neglecting your other responsibilities. If this is the case, again, check in with your instructors, doctors, and those you trust. Discipline is great when it leads to positive results, but you also need to learn how to pause, step back, reassess, and correct course if needed. This may mean changing which martial art you practice, reducing how often you go, or considering alternative training types. So, in summary, today, we talked about New Year's resolutions and what they may mean to people looking to start or increase their time in martial arts and combat sports. I highly suggest that you take on martial arts if you're not doing it now, and I hope you find a personal connection and purpose for it beyond just the year change. The New Year, New you slogan is not one that I think is very healthy or helpful. Committing to yourself to improve doesn't mean you are a new you. Maybe you're making better decisions. Maybe you're picking healthier goals than before. But unless you can turn that motivation into a form of discipline, you won't achieve the transformation. Likewise, talking about change doesn't make a new you. If you stick to your plans and realize change, then, and only then, can you perhaps cite that you are now a newer, improved you. Remember to expect to face challenges as you learn new skills and always celebrate your successes, large and small. Also, don't look at failures as losses as a reason to stop or to have negative self-talk. You are learning. There's truly no such thing as a loss when you learn and grow. You will have to put in the time just as everyone who excels at their martial arts has done. With that, if you decide to take up a new martial art this new year, I hope you stick with it and find ways to make sure you can shape what is driving your motivation to get started into discipline. So until next time, have fun on the mats, and we'll talk soon. Thank you for listening to the Perpetually Sore podcast. We hope you have enjoyed this episode's topics. Please follow and review our podcast on your listening platform of choice. If you have any suggestions on future topics or comments about the show, you can contact us by visiting perpetuallysore.com or finding us on Instagram at perpetuallysore247. 